the Ambitious Radio Network. Conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders. Are you an entrepreneur, startup junkie, or just someone interested in improving their leadership skills? If you're looking to be motivated, inspired, and uncover what it takes to get to the next level, listening to Ambitious Radio will be well worth the investment of your time. We have weekly engaging conversations with today's most influential thought leaders and entrepreneurs as they discuss their successes, failures, tipping points, and other priceless information that you can apply immediately after listening. And welcome to the show. Good to have you right here. It is Ambitious Radio, hosted by our friend Doug Parker, talking about entrepreneurship and leadership while interviewing interesting people and what makes them ambitious. Now, you know, the show wouldn't be possible without our sponsors, Grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. You know, most of the time, small business owners need to personally guarantee any loans that their companies take out. That can be kind of tough to do if you have credit issues. So if you have less than perfect credit, go to RepairMyCreditNow.com for a free credit report evaluation. RepairMyCreditNow.com. Doug, what do we have going on today? Today we have an exciting guest, and she really, uh, it's a little bit intimidating to be honest with you because she is a professional podcaster. She locates folks to be guests on podcasts. Today we've got the famous Jessica Rhodes. She's the CEO and founder of Interview Connections, and she also hosts a weekly web TV show called Interview Connections TV. She hosts Rose to Success, and she also is the co-host of the Podcast Producers, a 10-episode series about the art and business of podcasting. Jessica regularly speaks at Dream Biz Academy and has shared the stage with dozens of top podcasters at Podcast Movement. She's married and the proud mom of a very busy toddler, Nathan, and a baby girl, Lucy. Jessica, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Doug. I'm so excited to be on your show. Well, we're we're uh, we're just humbled to have you on here. I, like I said before, a little intimidating because you've got a <laughs> lot of experience, and it's cool, you know, having other people on the you know on the show that have experience, and I always like to learn from others. And really, that's what this show is all about. We like to reach out to people, pick their brain, and hopefully, the folks, the listeners, the ambitious listeners, are able to walk away with some great nuggets that they can go back and implement in their business. And so, I'm excited to jump. right right into the show, but was there anything that I left out in, in the intro there? Well, unfortunately, I think my busy toddler is a little boy, and my little baby is actually a toddler, so uh, that's the only thing that I can think to change, but it's, it's sad when that changes, isn't it? Well, you know what? <laughs> you, you blink, and I, I talk about it all the time. I've got a 19-year-old and a 21-year-old, so oh my gosh. you blink, and those yeah. little toddlers turn into little adults. And I just a- had the realization that my baby is is walking. She's a toddler, so no, but that, that was a great introduction. Thank you. Well, thank you so <laughs> So much well so so tell us just a little bit about yourself let's get to know you I mean I know you're a mom you've done some things in media but but you know where did you grow up what are you all about and how you know did you get where you are today yeah, I grew up outside of Philadelphia. Um, I went to college at Temple University and was in the School of Communication and studied organizational leadership. I really spent the first um, six years of my professional life. I'm 28 years old, so I, I from the age of 19 to 25, I was working for a nonprofit organization called Clean Water Action, and I was in the canvas um, part of the organization. So doing door to door canvassing, we did organizing and fundraising, and I was a political activist, um, an environmental activist. And so that was my life for a while. And then after my husband and I got married and I got pregnant with my son, Nathan, everything kind of just 
changed. Like there was just a switch that flipped in my mind and I didn't want to do that, my, that job anymore. You know, anyone who's ever worked in politics or nonprofit knows that it's pretty much 24 seven work, uh, long hours, little pay, <laughs> and you kind of just live your job. And I loved my job at the time, but once I wanted to become a mom, it just, I couldn't like have my job be so much of who, what my life was. Um, and so I, you know, when I got pregnant, I said, I'm going to be leaving the job after the baby comes. And I, I had no idea what I was going to do after that. <laughs> so, um, I was talking to my parents, my dad is a, a business coach and he has an online, he has several online businesses. And I said, you know, I want to be a stay at home mom, but I need a way to have an income, um, something that's either flexible or something I can do from home. So he told me about being a virtual assistant and, you know, basically he would be my first client. And then it kind of got going from there and how I got into podcasting, um, kind of that's like chapter two of the story is I started booking my dad for podcast interviews and then I started taking on more clients. So as a virtual assistant, I was booking people for interviews and finding guests for their podcast. And then just the demand was high and the need for it grew. And that's when I kind of moved in, launched interviewconnections.com. You know, I always love to hear these entrepreneurial experiences, especially, you know, a mom that, you know, she she wants to be a mom, maybe able to stay home with the kids, but still wants the income and wants to be able to do some of those things. And that's one of the great things about America. I mean, that we really have the opportunity to take something and and, and almost out of nothing and make a new business. I mean, that doesn't happen yeah. everywhere in the world. And you really have successfully done that. And, and you know, let, let's talk a little bit about that, that transition because obviously exciting times, probably scary times. You're going to be a new mom. You're going to have a baby. You're no longer employed. What am I going to do for money? And, and those kind mm -hmm. of things. But can you talk about maybe any little landmines that you kind of stepped on over the, the last couple of years as you took that entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, I mean, landmines, I'm assuming in a negative way, not landmines where, woo, this is great. Co correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. Something you stepped on and exploded on you. Yeah, I mean, it was really, really tough because um, I've never been a great planner. Um, I'm, I'm very futuristic and that I, I have visions for the future and I'm always thinking about the future, but I am really, really bad at planning. So when I said to my husband, like, I want to start having kids, uh, guess who is pregnant the next month? Um, like there was no like, okay, let's plan for a year and then have kids. Like, and so there, I say that to say there wasn't a lot of time to build up this nest egg, this, you know, large savings account that a lot of smart entrepreneurs have when they leave their job and start their business. There's all this money in a savings account just for kind of a safety net because it takes a while to have your business become profitable and replace your income. And that little bit of a safety net that we could build up in the few months before I had our baby and I left my job um, didn't last that long. <laughs> and so there were just challenges. Um, you know, luckily my husband has always been really supportive, but there were definitely uncomfortable times when he was like, all right, you really need to start making money. <laughs> like this is, you've, you've got to just start making money because I was investing, going to conferences and it just took a while for things to, to kind of take off. So, um, I mean, there were, there's been lots of like little landmines, but nothing catastrophic. Like it's been a really great three years. And of course there's always been little like lessons and teachable moments with decisions in business, but it's all kind of helped me lead to, um, you know, my business being more profitable and, you know, more successful than the year prior. 
Well, you know, that's a great position to be in. And I was listening to Damon Johns on something the other day, and, and Damon had talked about, you know, these entrepreneurs that do have that great big nest egg that take mm-hmm. out their 401k. And a lot of times, not only it's actually counterproductive in most cases because they've yeah. got this this vision that oh I've got this money socked away and that's fine and then they blow through their whole savings and they yeah. weren't hustling like you are required to do as an entrepreneur so I've found over the years I think it's great that these people that can get all this money this funding money and go out and do something with it and all that that's great I've never found to run my businesses that way I've just kind of done the bootstrap and if it makes yeah, money totally then I keep doing it and if it doesn't make money well, I, you know, I heard somebody the other day, and this has stuck with me big time. It was the initials or the acronym MMA. And what comes to my mind is the mixed martial arts or the fighting yeah. stuff. But mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. MMA in the uh, money-making activities. I uh, like that. Yeah, as an entrepreneur, it's like, hey, if it's not a money-making activity, you better carefully consider whether you should be doing it or not. That's a really good point. And I think uh, Damon John, I think his book is called The Power of Broke. And yep. I, I, I couldn't agree with that more. I think there's so much power in bootstrapping. And for me, I mean, it came of credit cards and racking up debt. And so that's been a huge landmine is facing and dealing with a lot of debt that I needed to um I, I mean, I chose to uh, use credit cards in a lot of like little business investments along the way. And I'm not talking about like huge investments, but you know, when you need a new computer or when you need to bid this software, where you need to go to this conference, all these little things that you need to do to grow your business. If you don't have that 500 or $1,000 that you need, guess what? You know, Mr. Discover's coming out and you're, you know, charging it. And that is, I mean, that's a really big landmine right there is because it's super hard to, to deal with that. And, um, but I also believe that uh, a business is a good thing to invest in and that it's not when you rack up debt for your business, it's not frivolous spending, but it is work. It's it's a risk that you take to work towards a better financial future. Sure. And I like that. And in, in one of my core businesses and, and, and we do advertise on the show has to do with uh, being financially responsible and some of those things and intermingling your personal debts and your uh, business debts can be problematic. So we always oh, recommend <laughs> you know, trying to isolate those if you can. But but as a brand yeah. new startup business, it can, it can be tough to do that. So um, one more quick question or maybe a couple more quick questions before we wrap up this segment. Tell me about a book that you might recommend for an entrepreneur. I know you engage with a lot of them so what's one of your favorite books that you recommend um my favorite book uh that i would recommend is profit first by mike michalowicz and um there's there's a lot of books i recommend but based on what we're talking about here it does are you familiar with the book it's kind of about you know a different way of accounting in your business um putting aside money for you know having a tax account and having a profit account having an owner's pay account and i think it's so important that that book just gives really great advice and helps business owners really think about the financial the financial side of a business because it did take me a while to get to the point where I had a business account and it is it's really messy and really challenging when it's all intermingled with your personal finances and so that book really gives you a clear structure of of how to do it and that was profit first and what was the author's name Mike Michalowicz. I know his last name. No idea how to spell it, but if you t- profit first, Mike and Google, you'll probably find it. Well, and I will tell you what, you know, as as we kind of wrap up here, that is something we always do. We have show notes on the page, so at ambitiousradio.com, you can just plug in Jessica Rhodes, and it will pop up, and we will research exactly how to spell that name, and we will put a copy <laughs> of the book on there to make it easy for our listeners in case you're driving down the road or something along those lines. And um, you know, tune in after a brief word from our sponsors when we will be. Talking 
talking more with Miss Jessica Rhodes about her career pursuits and her experience of becoming an ambitious entrepreneur right here on the Ambitious Radio Network. It's that time again. Summertime. Kids are out of school, running around, having fun in the sun, leaving the doors open, trying to air condition the entire neighborhood. I just got my first electric bill of the summer and it is double what it was a few months ago. I can't wait for these kids to go back to school. Tired of paying outrageous electricity bills? Would you like to get a significant discount or get free electricity? Go to freeelectricitydfw.com to compare our rates. Many of our clients are saving anywhere from 15 to 20%. We also have a referral program that allows you to earn free electricity. You cannot beat free cents per kilowatt. Switch and save with freeelectricitydfw.com. That's freeelectricitydfw.com. We offer free energy credits to customers who refer and activate 15 or more qualified customers for our electricity service and are not passed due on their bill. To get your free energy credit, your customers must be referred through your free customer gathering websites. See freeelectricitydfw.com for more details. As we get back into the show, let's give a shout out to our great sponsors, all3reports.com. That's all, the number three reports with an S.com. You know, many people check their credit every three to five years when they're financing a home or maybe when they're purchasing a new vehicle, but if there is an issue, it could be too late to do anything about it. So go to all3reports.com to find out more. Speaking of a new vehicle, a wise person once said, lease what depreciates, buy what appreciates. So go to Autoflex Leasing. They offer a better way to lease your next car. America's largest independent leasing company is Autoflex Leasing. Doug? All right, we're back with Jessica Rhodes. Jessica, we want to talk to you a little bit about your professional adventures. So how's everything going? Going really, really well. Good, 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 good. So you are involved in so much. I mean, you've got interview connections, and you talked a little bit about that. I know that's kind of your brand because you've got the TV show and some of the other things, but can you tell me exactly what your company does and how you monetize it? How do you generate yeah. the majority of your revenue? Yeah, so Interview Connections is the premier source for booking outstanding podcast guests. We are a guest booking agency for podcasts. So our the way I monetize that is that we have two services. So we have a service for podcasters who need guests. So our clients are hosts. They pay us to find guests and book guests for their show. Um, and then we also have a service for people that want to be a guest. And so our clients are um, tend to be experts, um, subject matter experts, either authors, entrepreneurs, speakers, and we represent them and we find podcasts for them to be a guest on and we research shows that are in their target market. We pitch them and we get them booked for interviews. So we're kind of like a matchmaking service for podcasters and guest experts. Love it. That is uh, so interesting and, and it's really... Uh, it's a great service that you guys provide. I love it again how you've expanded, uh, you know, as a mom and then it was virtual assistant and then you just and it mm -hmm. turned into a full blown business where you have, you know, other employees that are doing these things as well and and it's really just exciting to to see a radio show host that that we also podcast out the show. I, I know the you know, the effort that goes into finding the right types of guests because, you know, it's not just to get any, just anybody on the show. You want someone that's interesting. And for our show, you know, and you and I have talked a little bit about this, you know, we want people that we can learn from and yep. that we broadcast it out. And when you've invested, you know, an hour of your time of listening to something, what can I walk away from? And so um, I, I know that you guys do a great job with that. Now, um, you, you know, I know we talked about landmines, but what types of fears have you gone through 
um, with this new business, you know, being, uh, you know, under five years old. Um, and then how did you overcome those? So my biggest fears, um, have always been around, will I be able to do it? You know, because when I, when I launched interview connections and kind of changed up from going from virtual assistant to, uh, this new model where, you know, it's a flat rate and you get this number of bookings, like we guarantee bookings. And so my biggest fear, um, has been around or in the past has been around like, Oh my gosh, if I guarantee bookings, am I able, like, can I deliver on that? Cause it's scary. Cause you know, my clients sign up, they sign up and they pay up front and then we guarantee the bookings throughout the month. And so it was very, very scary when I launched the business to guarantee not being sure who I would get as a client and would I be able to guarantee them? I mean, when I first started that the database of shows that I was connected with and, you know, it was small and it's grown, but we're constantly also looking for new shows and new guests and new ones are popping up all the time. Um, but that, that was the fear of like, am I going to be able to do this? Will I be successful? And how I got over that was I realized worst case scenario, I refund someone and I say, I'm sorry, it didn't work out. (laughs) You know, it's like, I just walked my mind through, listen, I know you're scared that you might not be able to serve this person, but take a risk. All right. You know, there's some clients where it's like, okay, I could definitely help them. And then sometimes someone would sign up and I thought, gosh, okay, this is a new type of client. They're in a new industry. This is a new network that I'm going to be building around. And it, and it's scary, but I mean, all growth happens when you're scared. Growth happens when you're uncomfortable. And when you're taking a risk, my coach always says risk rewards, speed and risk rewards or um, wealth. I'm sorry, wealth rewards, speed and wealth rewards risk. And so by taking the risk, you know, taking people on that, maybe I was a little afraid I wasn't going to be able to help. Um, it has almost always worked out. You know, there have obviously been some occasions where it didn't work out. And, and again, you refund, you say, I'm sorry, it didn't work out. And that's fine. Like the, the world has not ended. <laughs> well, you know, I'm glad you brought that up on a couple of things. Cause I, I want to reiterate just for a second. So you, you thought through the process, you were, you know, you were scared. That was a fear you mm-hmm. had, but you processed through worst case scenario and yeah. you budgeted in. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, I may have to refund someone. Now, yes. when you're bootstrapping, a lot of people, and, and that's how people get in trouble. Nobody that are just normal people, they never get into a business thinking, oh, I'm going to rip somebody off. But the problem sure. with startup businesses is because they're bootstrapped and sometimes they don't think through something. They don't start with the end in mind. And mm-hmm. by nature, the customer can get ripped off when that wasn't the intention of the business owner, but they run out of bandwidth and either shut their company down or they start making decisions based upon pure monetary reasons as opposed to what's right. So I love what you said there of you think through it, you were scared, but you decided I'm going to take a risk, but it's a calculated risk. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of set aside and know that if I don't deliver, I will give this money back. And then you can take a certain amount of those kinds of risks um, and then whenever you figure out, okay, that works now, then you can take more risks like that. But again, setting it aside where you're not doing the proverbially, I'm going all in with all my chips and it's, mm-hmm. you know, where, where, where the consumers or your consumer, your customer can get harmed. So that that's very important how you did that. And I'm appreciative of you sharing that with us. Yeah. And, and you're absolutely right. And, and, 
gotten a lot easier now that my business is profitable. And if I do ever have to refund somebody, which doesn't, uh, luckily it doesn't happen that much anymore. But if I do, it's, there's, it, there's profit, there's money in the business bank account to be able to handle that. In the early days, if it happened, it meant that I didn't get paid that month <laughs> or it meant that, you know, I had to put something on the credit card on the personal side. So, I mean, it was, yeah, it was much messier in the beginning because the business hadn't grown to a point where there was this, you know, ongoing operating profit to handle those um, unexpected refunds or something like that. So, but you do just have to, you have to take the risk and you have to do the scary things that are really hard um, at the beginning to, to get to the point where you can handle this stuff sure. later on. Yeah, absolutely. And you've brought up a couple of times, you know, the personal accounts and the business accounts, and mm -hmm. I don't have a sponsor for this. So if you're out there listening and you want to sponsor QuickBooks or, or one of those kind of guys, hey, give me a call. But it is so important that, you know, when you've got these profit and loss statements, the things that you were rattling yeah. off, it's very easy to go get a copy of QuickBooks or FreshBooks or whatever, you know, so software program you want to use and keep up with it because, mm. you know, God willing, your business will be very successful. And when that happens, then it gets out of control. And those are the people that get into tax problems. And then you are no longer able to be productive at what you're really good at, the things you want to do. You have to deal with these nightmarish situations with whether it's, um, you know, creditors or the IRS or whomever that might be. So I would encourage you, you know, again, invest. Uh, it's not very much. I mean, literally probably mm -hmm. 50 bucks a month or a few hundred bucks initially. Yeah. And then you can just start with the end in mind and, and start knowing you're going to be successful. So I just want to throw that little nugget in there, guys. If you're thinking about starting a new business, just do it right from the very beginning. It'll save you heartache whenever you are very, very successful. Yeah, honestly, Doug, I could not agree with you more. The financial side of starting a business is something that a lot of people don't talk about as much, like on podcasts, because we want to talk about the business and the marketing and the services. But what's so important is that you have your numbers in order and you have somebody who knows how to do either you or a bookkeeper, um, a good accountant that's going to help you with the tax stuff, you know, QuickBooks, like all that stuff is the, the not sexy part of having a business. But you have to have all that stuff set up and you have to figure it out because your business will, if you don't know if you're profitable, that that's a huge problem. <laughs> yeah, no, no question about it. Well, and what's worse than that is when you actually think you're profitable, because on, <laughs> on paper, you show to have uh, revenue coming in, and yet mm -hmm. you're not receiving the revenue. And then all of a sudden, you know, I, I tell my, my accountant all the time, like, look, I could care less about accounts receivable. How much money do I have in the bank that I can pay real people with? That's what I care yeah, about. Okay, it's great exactly. great to have that, but, uh, but that's one of those kind of things. So while we're talking about money, let's talk about investments real quick as, mm -hmm. you know, maybe one of the best investments you feel like you've made over the past, you know, five or six years. And it could be in time, it could be in money, it could mm -hmm. be in a person, just, just something that you've made an investment with that you've really gotten a great return on. So I'll tell you about probably the the largest and fastest return on investment that I've gotten just recently. Uh, I invested in a booth at Podcast Movement, and um, this was an investment that was close to when I you know count the the, the booth, the, the travel, bring in a team member. Like when all said is done, everything that goes into being at this conference and having a booth and having a team member was close to six thousand dollar investment. 
and I have more than doubled that investment in less than three weeks after the event. And usually when you're sponsoring trade shows and you're going to conferences, uh, you don't see a lot right away. Um, but you know, people come in, they refer people and it's like, okay, you just have to wait. But this was such a smashing success. I, it's like, I will always, and I decided to sponsor FinCon cause I'm like this whole having a booth thing, it works. <laughs> <laughs> and it's such a big investment up front, but it has been the most successful investment I have ever made in my business. You know, that's great to hear. I always love to hear those success, sto success stories and also just the, the such a quick return on investment. That is great information for our ambitious listeners. And if you like what you hear, you know, pause for just a moment. If you are listening to it on the uh, podcast, let two or three people know right now that you're enjoying this and you're getting fed. You're getting nuggets that you can go apply to your business today. If you're driving down the road, keep driving. Just remember that when you get to a stopping point, let someone else know. And if you want to uh, be notified of new shows that are coming out, you can subscribe by texting the word ambitious to 69922. That's ambitious to 69922 standard message website for full details. And after a break, we're going to be talking more to Jessica about what she's planning next right here on Ambitious Radio. your career because of your faith? Could your pastor be sued because of his sermons? Can students and teachers be punished because of what they believe about God or what they say? Can the government or even your employer force you to violate your beliefs? Get the answers and if necessary, legal protection from First Liberty Institute. This is Kelly Shackelford, president of First Liberty. We're the nation's largest legal organization dedicated exclusively to restoring religious freedom in America. In fact, First Liberty's nationwide network of top attorneys win over 90% of their cases. We've won at the Supreme Court all the way down to the local schools. If you want hope for religious freedom, go to firstliberty.org and get your free In God We Trust window clean. That's firstliberty.org. back in here on the show it's ambitious radio network hey are you thinking of expanding your business but don't want to spend tens of thousands of dollars on a new phone system consider grasshopper.com you get to keep your existing number you have multiple extensions voicemails transcribed and no new hardware grasshopper.com is the entrepreneur's phone system let's get back to the show with doug parker all right we're back on the ambitious radio network today we're talking to jessica few connections and uh, really want to talk to you a little bit about kind of what's next what else is on your agenda i see the tv show about that and how you got into that and then and then what, what else you're up to Sure. Well, um, the TV show came first out of all my podcasts, um, okay. but it's been, it's my favorite thing. I do weekly videos called interview connections TV and they are, you know, weekly, pretty quick tips on how to rock the podcast from both sides of the mic. So my tips are very much geared towards podcasters and people getting interviewed as a guest. Um, and so I have those at jessicarodes.biz and I put them on YouTube and Facebook and all over. Um, and really, you know, what's next for me, um, I have a podcast that is uh, it's a hobby, but I'm I am a podcaster and it's part of my business. Uh, podcasting is part of my business, so I like to share about it sometimes. Is uh, the Parenting Roads podcast, um, which is a podcast I started with my husband. So I really just couldn't keep podcasting out of my life. <laughs> 
So I, I started a parenting podcast with my husband, um, and I also have a show called The Podcast Producers that I co-host with Corey Coates from um, Podfly Productions, and that is a show about the art and business of podcasting. Um, as you mentioned in, uh, I think in my bio at the beginning, um, that is in iTunes has a how to podcast section in iTunes, and they just kind of collect a, a small amount of podcasts that teach you about podcasting, and our show is in that um, little library there. Um, and again, like more of the conferences, I'm sponsoring a conference called FinCon, which is a, uh, a marketing conference for the financial industry. So we've been talking a lot about money. <laughs> so it's a good conference to go to, to, you know, kind of meet and network with people that can help you with your money. Um, but I'll have a booth there because honestly, after I saw how great podcast movement was, I, I need to keep doing these booths and sponsoring conferences and just investing in, in the business. And so FinCon, is that, is that just like F-I-N-C-O-N? Correct. Okay. All right. Perfect. So again, we'll put links to all this stuff on there and the JessicaRoads.biz and the the uh, parenting. It says Parenting Roads, correct? Parenting Roads. Yeah, it's in my last name, R H O D E S. <laughs> got it. And is that like a dot com? Yes, the ParentingRoads.com. Perfect. So we'll put links to all that because that's got to have some great, great information. Now that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds like you are, you know, very much into this podcasting thing. Obviously, yes. so you've got all these different um, formats and different uh, mediums and and content. So let's say someone you know wanted to jump into podcasting. So prior to a couple years ago, I I never even listened to a podcast. It wasn't my thing, just for whatever reason. And then I started looking into it, and I have gotten just enamored with some of the things that are out there. So if someone was wanting to start a podcast, you know, what, what recommendations, what's the top two or three things you would recommend that they do right now? Well, so I would recommend that you think about why you're starting a podcast and what the focus of the show will be. Um, starting a podcast just to start a podcast, I mean, you anyone could do it, but to start a podcast and have it grow and be something that – um, is successful and however you define that, uh, there has to be a clear focus and a clear purpose. Like what is the goal of the podcast? Who's the target audience? Know what those answers are before you get started. Because if you don't, you start, you have no idea how to structure the show. You don't know what you should talk about. You don't know who you should interview and it's all kind of unclear. So, um, you know, my most recent podcast, the parenting roads, like Jamie, my husband and I sat down, we're like, okay, why are we starting podcasts? What's the purpose? What's the goal? Who's the target audience? And, and so we got clear on that and now when we think about different episodes and topics and guests we can look back and say all right is this helping us meet our goal with the show and is this aligned with the purpose that we laid out for the show in the beginning so that's you know what I would recommend to start with and then to get into more technical aspects like get a good microphone and figure out the tech aspect which can be the most daunting but I can tell you you need a media host you need a microphone and a way to record yourself and that's pretty much it because it's really easy to submit your podcast to iTunes. I just did it myself a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I had somebody do it for me with the last couple shows. And it's, it's very easy. So if you have a microphone and a way to record and a media host like Lipson or Blueberry, there's a, a bunch of them out there, um, you, you're on your way. You know, that's that's great stuff, and there are a lot of those, uh, the host you're talking about. So that's basically where you upload the actual show to. Yes. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that iTunes doesn't actually have that music or those uh, that content that they're storing it. It's essentially just like a link, you know, from... It's uh, like a phone book. Yeah, iTunes right. is like a phone book, and uh, you, you have to host it online. And don't upload it to your website, because your website can't handle that much, of, you know, that much bandwidth. Right, absolutely. That's, that's great information, and I use Podomatic. It's just somebody... That 
that I got hooked yep. up with originally, and they've been great to me. But Lipsum and Blueberry, you mentioned a couple of those other ones, so they're they're great. Yeah, there's a lot of options out there, and I think a lot of them are great. Absolutely. Now let's let's talk real quick about staying focused. So mm-hmm. you've got a lot of things going a lot of different directions. Now it seems to me the synergistic nature of how you're pulling it all back together is through the media, through the podcasting piece. Um, mm-hmm. But how do you decide what to work on next, and then how do you focus? on it and the other things at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a businesswoman. I, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, and so for me, if, if it's anything tied to um, business or podcasting, there needs to be a, a, a tie and a link to, is this going to help me grow a, a business? And uh, I, is it going to help me reach my goals? And in my business, it's becoming more profitable, um, growing my client base, keeping clients longer. And so I you know, answer that question is, okay, is this new thing that I want to do? Is this going to help me reach my goals in my business? And so there's so there's like an endless amount of opportunities that are available, endless amount of people saying, Hey, you should do this, or do you want to do this? And if it doesn't help me be more profitable in my business, get more clients or keep my clients longer, um, then I don't do it. So that's how I stay focused. And it usually means saying no to a lot. Um, but saying yes to the right things. Um, you know, like going to, I think going to conferences is something that takes a lot of time, but it's always been a very good investment. So I tend to be, um, more liberal when I say yes to going to events and conferences because they tend anything where you can be out meeting people face to face is almost always a great thing to do. Um, so that, that's how I stay focused. I just make sure it's aligned with my goals and my business. Gotcha. And when you're talking about growth, I know you mentioned that you're, um, I think you said your dad was, was one of your mentors or your business coach. Can you talk a little bit about that, you know, professional relationship and then, um, you know, how you guys engage? Absolutely. So my dad is, he's an entrepreneur and his main business today, he has several online businesses that are kind of autopilot now, but his main business is dream business coaching and mastermind programs. And so when I was ready to be in a mastermind and really invest in my business education, I joined his mastermind and he makes me pay. He's, he's like, there's no free lunch. So I joined as a, as a client and as a member. And so I'm in his mastermind program and he's my business coach. Um, and it's funny because my dad and I just did a podcast interview on a show called, uh, counter mentors. And so it's like the host is a father and a son boomer and millennial. So similar to me and my dad. And we, they asked a lot of these questions too. And so we have always had a really great relationship, um, great family and great father daughter relationship. And then when I started my business and we found that we have this really common ground in business, like we both love business. We love entrepreneurship. Um, we love marketing. When we found that common ground, like we have this new, like, buddy relationship, you know, like when we get together, um, if I'm home for the holidays or home with family, um, you know, he and I will just talk shop and, you know, he's a client of mine. Like he's an interview connections client and I'm one of his clients and we just, you know, we talk about, um, we talk business. And so we have this, this great relationship there. So there's just this mutual respect and it's always been, you know, it's always been a really smooth relationship we just kind of have two we have like the business and the father daughter so sometimes i'll say hey dad um i'm calling about 
like something personal or I'm calling about business. So he knows like what hat to wear with whatever question I have. <laughs> you know, that's, that's really cool. And it's, it's great to be able to have that, that kind of a relationship and, and uh, not everybody does. And so it's great that you yeah. can have things in common and, and uh, can discuss, you know, non-controversial, um, you know, emotionally charged type things uh, whenever you go home for vacation and those types of yeah. things. So, well, um, so let me ask you one more quick question as we wrap up this segment. I didn't get to it earlier, but um, when it comes to, uh, you know, favorite quotes, those kinds of things, what's, what's one of your favorite quotes? You never know when you're three feet from gold. And that quote comes from the book um, co-authored by Greg S. Reed and Sharon Lecter. And um, if, if you recommend it, it's great for mindset around not giving up. Because especially when you're starting a business or when business is slow, um, it's just the idea of like you're digging for gold and you're digging for gold and, and you're like, you know what, there's no gold here. And, and you, the story is, you know, the gold miners turn around and then come in, they dig for three feet and they find gold. And it just keeps ringing true, both when I was first getting started and things started to take off. And then just recently, like I mentioned podcast movement, which was just a couple of weeks ago, was really successful for me. But before the conference, we you know we were in a, like a little bit of a slump, like, you know, the cold call, like sales calls were a little down. Like it was just a little bit dry <laughs> and then all of a sudden boom things just took off I had my biggest month ever this July coming out of one of my smaller months so you just never know when things are going to pick up in business you know again that is great information for uh, for our ambitious listeners because you just never know and I love that quote I when I actually googled it and, and I saw like this little uh, gold miner that was digging mm -hmm. and one was yeah, turning around a and great graphic yeah and one was actually you know like three feet from the gold so that was great great information and after we hear a brief word from our sponsors we'll be discussing more with Jessica what she does to recharge her ambitious body mind and spirit right here on the ambitious radio network It's that time again, summertime. Kids are out of school, running around, having fun in the sun, leaving the doors open, trying to air condition the entire neighborhood. I just got my first electric bill of the summer and it is double what it was a few months ago. I can't wait for these kids to go back to school. Tired of paying outrageous electricity bills? Would you like to get a significant discount or get free electricity? Go to freeelectricitydfw.com to compare our rates. Many of our clients are saving anywhere from 15 to 20%. We also have a referral program that allows you to earn free electricity. You cannot beat free cents per kilowatt. Switch and save with free electricity, dfw.com. That's free electricity, dfw.com. We offer free energy credits to customers who refer and activate 15 or more qualified customers for our electricity service and are not past due on their bill. To get your free energy credit, your customers must be referred through your free customer gathering website. See freeelectricitydfw.com for more details. And we're back in here on the show. It's Ambitious Radio Network, recharging the ambitious mind, body, and spirit made possible by RepairMyCreditNow.com. You know, having bad credit can be really draining. It's okay to not be okay as long as you're on the road to being okay. Let RepairMyCreditNow.com help get you back on track. You know, many of our ambitious listeners prefer to listen to books as opposed to reading them. Now, with that, we've teamed up with Audible.com to offer you one free audiobook. Just go to AmbitiousRadio.com, click on the Audible banner on the page to find out more. Back to the show now with Doug Parker. All right, today we are talking to Jessica Rhodes, successful entrepreneur, podcaster, and basically professional interviewer in every medium possible. As like I said earlier, it's kind of intimidating. Welcome back to the show, ma'am. Thank you. 
Well, I know you're hard charging. You've got a couple kiddos. They're both running around <laughs> now, and I know what that's like. Uh, it's been a while. My kids are 21 months apart, but they're 21 years old and 19, as I mentioned <laughs> earlier. So they're they're yeah. a little little different now. But I remember when they're both in diapers and running around. But whenever you're you know you're a mom, you're a you're a wife, you're a daughter, you're doing all these mastermind groups and and traveling and all these things. Sometimes, you know, I'm assuming that you just run out of juice a little bit. So what are some of the things that that maybe you do that fills you up or that you do to recharge? Yeah, so I mean, a couple things. Um I I hang out with my other girlfriends. <laughs> so, um I have this group of um uh fellow mom friends that I met doing uh there's a organization called Rhode Island. It's a small business called Rhode Island New Moms Connection and they organize groups for new moms. And it's so great because when you first have kids, you don't really, you might not know a lot of people who have kids. Cause maybe you're like, I, my husband and I, a lot of our friends, you know, don't have kids. And so you kind of want to meet people that are in the same like area that you are in life. And so I have a lot of friends that I met through this organization. And so once a month, um, about six of us leave the kids at home with dad and we all go out to dinner. And so I just did that this week. And that's always a good way to recharge and just, you know, it's, it's, they're not business friends. One of them is actually a podcaster. So we geek out about podcasting sometimes. But it's just this group of people that I can just go and be myself. Like I'm not a business owner in that setting. I'm not a wife. I'm not a mom. I'm just there as a friend, which is so refreshing because they're not there to like take from me that we're all there to give to each other, you know, because when you're a business owner, when you're, you know, in a relationship, when you have kids, like it just feels like everyone is just taking from you sometimes and it's very exhausting. So that's, I mean, that's one thing I do to kind of just re-energize, just go do something for me. Um, and then vacation and travel. Um, you know, we're about to leave for a two week vacation at the beach and, you know, I will be working. <laughs> I can't shut the business down for two weeks, but as I mentioned, it's very busy now, but I'll be doing it with the ocean, you know, in distant, you know, in viewing distance, <laughs> which is nice. So I, I, you know, we travel and we take weekend trips and, um, just try to enjoy life and not live for the weekend, but just make our whole year something that we enjoy and look forward to. You know, that's that's a good point, not living for the weekend and, and really, you know, making your whole life a situation that you really enjoy. I love the part that you said, you know, checking out from all the other responsibilities, you know, just for yeah. just for a little while. I mean, it's not it's like a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. You're not being crazy or anything, but you're going there mm -hmm. and you say, hey, for an hour or two, whatever it is, you yeah. know, I'm not worried about being a mom at the moment. I'm not worried about yep. being the housekeeper. I'm not worried about keeping up mm -hmm. with all those other things. And you know, when I talk to a lot of people that want to be entrepreneurs, a lot of times one of the main things they talk about is, is they don't want to have a boss anymore and mm -hmm. they want to work whatever hours they want to work and all these kind of things. And the reality is being an entrepreneur, it doesn't really change that significantly. You uh, have lots of bosses, your clients. <laughs> that, that's exactly, you're exactly right. And, and, um, you don't have someone that you can call in sick and just like somebody else will handle it or yeah. all those kinds of things. And so, you know, being an entrepreneur, it takes a very, uh, special kind of person. And, and I often say this, uh, I heard it somewhere that, you know, an entrepreneur is one of the only people in the world that will work, don't have to work 40 for somebody else. And, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just one of those, one of those kinds of things. But, um, so, you know, you mentioned you were going to North Carolina. Are there other places that you guys like to, to visit and, um, or is that one of your favorite places to go? 
Yeah, my husband's family, so my father-in-law has been going there every summer since he was a kid. So like over 50 years has been the, the tradition that every summer they go to the Outer Banks. And uh, last year we missed it because my daughter was born the week that they were there. So we couldn't go last year, but that's something that we do every year. Um, and we, you know, just try to go, like my husband plays ultimate Frisbee. <laughs> and so um, like last weekend there was a tournament in Portland, Maine. And so that's three hours away. So I said, you know what? We'll come with you. We'll get a cheap motel. We'll just go and we'll have a good weekend and explore that local area. So we just try to make trips happen around what we're already doing, you know, just to kind of make it make life more fun. That is is very interesting. You know, just go make it fun. And and I like the part you said, hey, just go get a cheap motel. I mean, I yeah. get it. You know, sometimes, you know, you it'd be great to go to a five-star resort or whatever. But, hey, just mm-hmm. go have fun. Go do something with Dad and, and chill out. The kids always love, you know, seeing what's going on and, and making that happen. So that's, uh, that's good stuff. Now, when it comes to rest... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do you have a, a, a rhythm that you're in with your rest? I know you've got a couple small kids, so that can kind of yeah. train like <laughs> it makes that it a little hard, but, um, yeah, I know I, I'm a big sleeper and I'm like the type of person I, my, my head hits the pillow and I'm out. So I need a lot of sleep. Um, but yeah, it's, it's difficult cause, uh, as you said, it's just funny cause sometimes I'm asked about, you know, sleeping and the importance of sleep, you know, uh, Ariana Huffington has that book about sleep and I just, I can't even wrap my head around reading that cause I'm like, I know sleep's important. I need more of it. <laughs> Right. No, no. Well, and it's so I mean, I don't have a big rhythm around it just because it's all kind of dictated by kids and stuff. But I I am big believer in sleep and I I love my sleep. I really do (laughs) get as much of it as you can. huh? Yes, exactly. There you go. There you go. And uh, when you talk about work life balance and and, you know, we've we've got a few minutes left on the show. But you mentioned that you're you're going on vacation. You said I'm going Mm -hmm. for two weeks. But then you said, I'm not going to be able to shut the business down. I'm still going to be working the business. So can you talk about that work-life balance and how you are able to juggle it? Yes. And it's so funny because two years ago, um, I was able to be at the beach and my business was in a place where I could pretty much not work most of the time. And, you know, you mentioned like uh, when you're a business owner, you, you, you know, you have a lot of clients and you have, you don't just have one boss, but you can't really shut the business down. And, and the, the, there's, it's just timing. Like right now I'm in a place where today and, and tomorrow at least, and then next week, several of my team members are on vacation and, guess what? Like other business owner needs to make sure things keep running. So, you know, it's just an exciting time in the business where it's really busy, which means that, you know, the vacations now, which means I can't totally take the whole time off. Um, but the work-life balance is that throughout the year, I don't work nine to five every single, you know, business day. Um, I work slightly limited hours. So I kind of work a light schedule all year round. So there's not like two weeks where I'm just totally offline. Um, it'll be nice. I, I, I would like to be able to do that, but that's just not the reality at this moment. And I'm totally okay with that because I'm, um, I like, I like my business and that's not something that I dread doing. So it's okay. <laughs> well, I heard somebody say the other day, if you don't like your life, you've got the wrong life. You need to yeah. do something to change it. And there are people out there that are miserable and I wouldn't say they're miserable people, but they are miserable with their current lifestyle and, but they're not necessarily doing anything about it for, for whatever reason. And so if you don't like your lifestyle uh, or your life, you, you need to do something about it, figure out what's going on. And 
personally, I work about 80 or 90 hours a week, which is a little bit too much. I mean, to be really, it's like probably way too much, but I've always worked <laughs> about 70 or hours a week or something like that because I like what I do. It's, I enjoy yeah. it. I get to talk to people like you and, and, you know, if we rewind a couple of years ago, I, I wasn't doing this radio show and I didn't think I had any more time in my day to do anything, but then somehow yeah. or another, I squeezed this in too. And, yep. uh, so it's, it's really good stuff. Now, if someone wanted to engage with you, maybe they're saying, you know what, I've got a podcast. I've been doing some stuff, but you know what? One of the most difficult things for me is to find good guests and I need to pay somebody to do that for me. How would they engage with you? How's the best way to do that? Are you social? Yes, I, I am social. Um, so you can engage with me. I would definitely recommend checking out jessicarhodes.biz, R-H-O-D-E-S. Uh, that is my home base. So I all of my blogs, videos, podcasts, all very related to podcasting and getting guests. ton of content there, jessicarhodes.biz. And then, of course, that links over to Interview Connections. If you're ready to engage with our services, um, there are links to Interview Connections from there. But I, I love just uh, getting people to that site so they can start to engage in the content first. So cool. That sounds great. Yeah. We'll, we'll put all those links on the, uh, the, the page that we've got set up for you. And it's just been a pleasure having you on the show. And I'm, I'm so uh, thankful that, that you came on we really appreciate you. it was great content and, and just a great success story of an entrepreneur making it happen. Thank you so much, Doug. This was great. Well, you are very, very welcome. We want to give a special thanks to our sponsors. We could not do it without them. Tune in Wednesdays to Ambitious Radio, where we interview thought leaders and exciting entrepreneurs changing the faces of their organizations. Remember, you can make money or you can make excuses, but you cannot make both. So go out there and be ambitious. Thank you for listening to the Ambitious Radio Network, hosted by serial entrepreneur Doug Parker. Join us weekly as we have engaging conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders on topics that can be applied immediately after listening. Like what you've heard? Listen to other interviews at ambitiousradio.com or subscribe on iTunes.